0: Let's move on. Uh, chapter 31, verses 12 through 17. Um, Adonai said to Moshe, Tell the people of Israel, You are to observe my Shabbats. For this is a sign between me and you throughout all your generations, so that you will know that I am Adonai who sets you apart for me. Therefore, you are to keep my Shabbat because it is set apart for you. Everyone who treats it as ordinary must be put to death. For whoever does any work on it is to be cut off from his um, people. On six days work will get done, but the seventh day is Shabbat for complete rest, set apart for Adonai. Whoever does any work on the day of Shabbat must be put to death. The people of Israel are to keep the Shabbat, to observe Shabbat throughout all their generations as a perpetual covenant. It is a sign between me and the people of Israel forever, for in six days Adonai made heaven and earth, but on the seventh day he stopped working and rested." Now, this particular Hebrew passage has been uh, set to music uh, per any standard synagogue, uh, which would include Messianic ones. And um, it is this song that Ryan Kingsley has decided to uh, remix into techno or Messianic techno. And so I'm going to go ahead and play the song for you here in a moment, but I want to read the passage um, uh, during the intro of the song, all right? The passage says in Hebrew, V'shamru v'nei Yisrael et ha-shabbat Asot et ha-shabbat l'dorotam b'rit Bene B'ni uv'in Yisrael uthi l'olam, ki sheishet yamim asah Adonai et ha-shamayim v'et ha'aretz aretz uv'ayom ha-shvi'im, Shabbat v'ayim. Isn't that a wonderful song that we just heard by Ryan Kingsley? Vishamru, a composition um, by Ryan Kingsley. Again, if you have questions about Ryan's music, send me an email and I'll shoot it straight over to Ryan. Or visit his MySpace webpage at myspace.com forward slash Ryan, R Y A N K I N G S L Y, Ryan Kingsley. All right. Here's my comment on this particular chapter or this particular set of verses. Not since Shemot chapter 20, with the giving of the Ten Words, the Ten Commandments, has the Torah elaborated so much concerning Shabbat. In fact, as I mentioned earlier, modern Judaism uh, has set forth verses 16 and 17 to music, which is chanted in synagogues every Shabbat, to include Messianic ones throughout the world today. When the Sabbath is first mentioned in the Ten Words, it's for the sake of remembering the creative work that Hashem performed during those first six days. However, here in our current parasha, we find out that Hashem wants Am Yisrael, the people of Israel, to also recognize that the Sabbath is a sign. The Hebrew word is out. Now, what would the Sabbath be a sign of? Well, the verses tell us of the formerly expressed truth that Hashem is indeed the creator of the universe and that the entire world springs or the entire cosmos, really, sprang forth from the creative power of his spoken word. In fact, along with this, uh, the Sabbath is a memorial of creation. And the Sabbath day is also an identification of Hashem's authority. For only he could set a day apart as holy, uh, read Genesis chapter 2, verses 1 through 3, and only he could sanctify a day as an internal memorial of his uniqueness. Yes, in fact, no other created being has this authority. This includes man, and this is very important, because this also includes religious institutions. When we attempt to override this authority, we undermine the very character, identification, and nature of our almighty God. You see, that's exactly what happened. 2,000 years ago or so, the church tried and successfully in a sense, successfully overruled the Seventh-day Sabbath and instituted a new day of worship known as the First Day Sunday Worship. And you know what? In my opinion, this was wrong. Once we find ourselves playing God, it is then that we are in serious trouble. Now, while it is true that we have been given the authority to make lasting decisions governing everyday communal matters, uh, and you can read Matthew Uh, chapter 18, verses 15 through 20, to understand an often misunderstood application of heavenly authority, to see where I'm going with that. But even though we've been given this authority, we have not been given permission and authority to switch God's Sabbath day from Saturday, seventh day, to Sunday, first day. We simply have not been given the biblical license to do so. We have not been given permission to abrogate the Sabbath. In fact... Uh, Let me just quote a few different sources uh, to show that um, I'm not the only one who feels this way. Author and translator David H. Stern has this to say about the Sabbath day in his Jewish New Testament commentary to a well-known passage in the book of the Hebrews. Quote, a Shabbat keeping, Greek is sabbatismos, used only here in the New Testament, uh, and I believe he's commenting on chapter 4 of uh, Hebrews. In the Septuagint, the related Greek word sabbatizain was coined to translate the Hebrew word Shabbat when it means to observe Shabbat. The usual translation, there remains a Sabbath rest, minimizes the observance aspect that makes the role of God's people entirely passive. He goes on to say that Christians often assume that the New Testament does not require God's people to observe, uh, to observe Shabbat and go on to claim that Sunday is replaced Saturday as the church's day of worship. You can see 1 Corinthians 16.2 for that information there. Uh, but this passage, and in particular verse 9, shows that Shabbat observance is expected of believers. Davis Stern goes on to say that from corinthians or from Colossians two verses sixteen and seventeen, which says that Shabbat was a shadow of things that were to come, but the substance comes from this Messiah. We learn that the essence of Shabbat observers for believers Uh, Shabbat observance for believers is not following the detailed rules which Halakha sets forth concerning what may or may not be done on the seventh day of the week. Rather, as verse 10 explains, the Shabbat keeping expected of God's people consists in resting from one's own works as God did from His. It consists in trusting and being faithful to God, Um, although the specific works from which the readers of the letter were to rest, were animal sacrifices, see chapter 6, verses 4 through 6, by implication all self-struggle, in which one relies on one's own efforts instead of trusting God, is to be avoided. And Stern goes on to conclude, and in this, the author is making the same point as Shaul does in Romans chapter 3, verses 19, through chapter 4, verse 25, end quote. I pulled that quote uh, from David New, David Stern, Jewish New Testament Commentary, Jewish New Testament Publications, uh, JNTC 1992, page 673. I go on to note in my own commentary that the Talmud, which of course is the great compendium of Jewish thought... Um, since this particular commandment that we're reading about in chapter 31 of Exodus, um, since this mitzvah to keep the Sabbath is juxtaposed with the building of the tabernacle, the rabbis supposed that Hashem was hinting at defining work, the Hebrew word melacha, uh, that Hashem was defined at, uh, was hinting at defining work as the tasks that were necessary to build the mishkan itself. And um, they therefore deduced that at least 39 different tasks were prohibited on the The Sabbath day, and of course the 39, correspond to the tasks that it took to build the Mishkan, if you were to break them down and enumerate them. I believe that for the most part, since the Torah is rather silent when it comes to defining all modes of malacha, of work, that our sages had the right intentions. If we look at chapter 31, verse 15... And take it at face value. Verse fifteen says, "On six days work will get done, but the seventh day is Shabbat for complete rest, set apart for Adonai. Whoever does any work on the day of Shabbat must be put to death." And the word for work there is melacha. As the Hebrew says, verse fifteen, shechet yamim, Yease melacha, uv'yom Shabbat Shabbaton, kodesh la'adonai kol haose melacha bayom hashabbat mot. Yumat, malacha, that's the word for work. It's a technical term. And we'll have to define that as to um, before we can understand what prohibition uh, the Lord is telling us here. So I believe that for the most part, since the Torah is silent when it comes to defining all modes of work, that our sages have the right intentions. However, the overall outlook of Sabbath prohibitions with their various halakhic rulings, as interpreted by non Messianic Judaism, in my opinion, amounts to. I want to say legalism, but I don't mean legalism in the sense of trying to earn one's position in the covenant. Rather, um, legalism in the sense of of a a, a mechanical doing of the commandments without um, any real love for God or man, and. Um, the enormous uh, legal codes, the massive minutiae of details that um, have been added to the basic commands for Sabbath, uh, seem to cloud the issue. And sadly, today, many Jewish people have even added more to the original uh, 39 that we find here in the Torah, as well as to what the um, rabbis have enumerated in the in the uh, Mishnah. Uh, thousands of um, fences built around the Torah, uh, built around the um, uh, the Sabbath prohibitions. Um, so that, in effect, to properly keep the Sabbath is really, today, an enormous burden on the average Torah observant prospect. And I think we're missing the point. Um, but I, I'm not here to slam non-Messianic Judaism in my commentary here. I'm just sharing my opinion with you. Um, However they wish to approach God and His commandment keeping ultimately becomes their own issue, and it becomes an issue between them and God. One other point that I'll make in my commentary, and then I'll close this argument about the Sabbath. Whether or not Seventh-day Sabbath keeping is for all believers, Jew and Gentile alike, remains to be universally accepted. In other words, I could teach about the Sabbath till I'm blue in the face, and there are going to be many Christians who are going to remain unconvinced. However... The Torah seems to make it clear that when the Messiah returns to set up his millennial kingdom from Yerushalayim here on earth, that all of his followers will be enjoined to observe the seventh day Sabbath as it is eternally taught in his Torah. And if you don't believe me, you can reference Yeshayahu Isaiah chapter 66 verses 22 through 24. Let's continue.